This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, you guys. It is another episode of Sexy, Funny, Raw. I am, of course, your host, Sylvia Sage. Joined in studio with me is my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. I love saying that. I don't know why, but I really, I really, really do. I like hearing it. Yeah. Good, good. good. All right, you guys. It is my pleasure, my honor to have one of my very good friends, performer of the year, Cherie DeVille in studio with us today. Thank you, Cherie. I always say my very good friend. I should say our very good friend. There it's you true. Go. Yeah, actually, Cherie, yeah. you are the reason I'm even, yet. I know, I don't know why I did. That was so rude of me. Because actually, Dr. Eddie, you are the reason, well, no, Cherie, that was weird. Cherie, you are the reason I know Dr. Eddie. Mm-hmm. So, We've been friends yeah. for a long time, many, many years. Many yeah. years. Like yeah. nine years? Yeah, like nine yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. You guys got our friendship beat, but I've oh. been in her, so. So there. Hmm. As has I your foot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is the truth. <laughs> far, far in there. <laughs> Land of Nardia, they say. <laughs> Land of Nardia. <laughs> But speaking of that, and uh, what we did to get there, we're talking financial freedom today. Financial freedom in the industry of adults. And I'd say because of that scene in particular, we might have achieved some financial freedom. Some additional financial freedom, see? Yes. Uh, But it is interesting because I get the question all the time of how does porn still make money? Because people are so used to seeing these tube sites and seeing everything for free. Yeah, everything I've ever watched is free. How can it be? Yeah. People forget that it is a how many billion dollar industry, Dr. Eddie? $97 $97 billion industry, and people are like, but I don't understand how I think anybody those are makes 2000 any numbers, too, so oh, it's so probably gone up. Yeah. Probably you, gone up If you up look on Google and you look at the top 10 most searched sites, like five of them are porn tube sites. sites. You yeah. know what I mean? Tube sites, porn sites. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. 110%. But people think they're like, oh, there's no way because you guys aren't selling DVDs anymore. Mm, so people yeah. are wondering, how does it happen? So please tell us we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Well, I think there's a few things. So I think for one, and I say this all the time because people have very different experiences in the porn industry. Well, that's such a big term. Like that's like saying within sex work, what is sex work within the porn industry? What is the porn industry? We are both so blessed to work in the mainstream, super high end adult film industry. Yes. Right now, anyone can create porn you could live absolutely anywhere and have no equipment but a cell phone and create and monetize porn yeah so we are really isolated in a pretty pretty uh pretty nice little bubble pretty healthy little bubble (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know i'm very excited about the genre that that we exist in but i think you can exist pretty much anywhere in the world of sex and still make a great income because it's such a driving force it's a driving force of nature at the end of the day i mean it is the reason we all tick it's the reason any of us exist on this planet whatsoever is because of sex Sex work is easy to monetize demonizing it also creates like this but that also helps us monetize it because we become so taboo well 
I don't, this made me think dirty of that. little secrets. You know, you said, uh, you know, helps us monetize it. The fact that it's kind of a dirty secret. You know, that also helps the scammers monetize it. Yes. Because think about this. So all wow. of us are used by scammers mm-hmm. to convince men to send us money. Yes. To convince men that we're lost, trapped, <laughs> kidnapped, whatever it is. So the very cultural ideas that create the fa- so if we were any other actress they would know that we probably make millions yeah. of dollars yeah. a year yeah. and don't want your iTunes yeah. card yeah. right yes. that would seem very obvious in any other yes. profession mm-hmm. but i think it's the misogyny and the disrespect yes. that sex workers get that even allow those scams to exist that even allow a pool of men mm-hmm. to, to believe, believe it. that we would need your money it's I a love, white night to save us. I love that you just said that. I just had to post something because I had several people come to me on my OnlyFans and be like, hey, I sent money to you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And why would I ever reach out to you saying I need money asking for a $100 Amazon gift card? I tell you all the time I just bought a G-Wagon. Right? Like, what are we talking about? I'm not a damsel in distress by any stretch of the imagination. But don't you think it's culturally easier for us to be placed there yeah. by men specifically? Because it still keeps us less than and in need of help financially and emotionally. We're still poor yep. little things. Even if we're making money. Be a fucking sage. It'd be like Julia Roberts needs my help with a hundred dollars iTunes card that I'm going to send to Ghana so she can. What? Yes. The fuck? Yeah. No. (laughs) But even that, even if if, even if they are believed that we have money, even if they're like, okay, she has money, I get this other comment of people being like, oh, I really hope that you're saving. I really hope you're putting it away. I really hope that you're saving. Right. right. Because most humans don't. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like they need I me to be so bad with money. You did this year, yes. so why don't you fuck off? <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's just so condescending. Yeah, it's that so condescending. Who has yes. you know even a, a surgeon's job would be like, but darling, oh, are right. you saving your money? <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. on that note, <laughs> as the doctor in the room that makes way the least amount of money, um, I think perhaps something that we might want to start with as well um, is the conversation about the entrepreneurial nature. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. mentioned it briefly, but I'm surrounded by these mm-hmm. amazing, powerful mm-hmm. women that are incredible multi-million dollar entrepreneurs. Yes. And that's often not what's represented in documentaries or research mm-hmm. or any of these things. It doesn't show that that side of it. It's always the victim or the trafficked yes. person or the right. young, young person. But like you had mentioned earlier, it's a really broad term that covers a lot of different facets. And it's not, it is that in some places? Sure. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. And we have to fix that. Um, but it's not that across the board for everyone. And I yeah. think the entrepreneurial side is something that takes a little bit of getting used to because, you know, these are multi million dollar businesses mm-hmm. that each of you run because you have a brand. Uh, and all of those kind of aspects of it, I think, are are piece of financial freedom that comes with experience and time and yeah. uh, opportunity. Uh, and so maybe we can explain. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I think that might be helpful for people to understand, like the alternative side of like the trafficking and all of the horrible things that are often what you hear on TV. Sure. Or in other media. Uh, well, one, I think it's easier to paint us as victims. Yes. And <laughs> even though that is a an incredibly dark side. I like to tell my friends who are not in the industry, 
why don't you think of it like acting? We all living in LA know actors who have never made a hundred dollars, you know, mm-hmm. and and are always struggling. And we all know actors that are at the top of the yep. game. So sex work is a lot like that, mm-hmm. you know, through luck, through intelligence, through hard entrepreneurship, work. <laughs> through incredibly hard work. Uh, all of those factors come together to make some people be more successful than others as well. Yeah, I say that all the time, and that's I was touching on that, and I think I probably got off subject because I do that. I'm a rambler, um, but. I always say there are two types of people that come into the industry, people Mm. who see it as a business and people who see it as like, I'm going to go have sex with people. And there's nothing wrong with either one. I think when my best friend got into the industry, she was the person who was like, I'm going to go have sex with all these people. And she was just so excited to just go in and like have sex. And I was like, oh, well, I need to make money. I didn't see it as like, I'm excited to do this. I saw it as I want to support my comedy career. How can I do that? How many movies do I need to make a month to make this happen? And then I just kept setting bigger and bigger goals for myself. And every month I was like, all right, well, we did that this month. So it's double it this month. And I've every year I've doubled my income because I've put in the thought and the time as a business. Yes, exactly. And I I think one part that's almost missing in that is you can say for most jobs that say I, I want to be a waitress right and I think it's my dream and the only thing I want is to to serve people right mm-hmm. you can't really do I, I hate to be this person but because of the cultural you know because of the society that we live in you do have to make that business choice from day one yeah because unfortunately especially for women once you enter sex work you can go especially nowhere else. publicly <laughs> on film I don't care if you change your mind day one, it's kind of too late, Mm -hmm. right? So going in for the joy of sex is very dangerous because if you change your mind later, you're trapped. Right. And when you you say you have to go in as a business person because you're making a huge choice filming that first film. Yeah. When you say too late, you mean too late to go work back in corporate America. Right. You could you could have your own business. You could run your own company. Um. But you some won't. companies, but you will never work for somebody else for the most part, unless yeah. they're incredibly open minded. Yeah. Um, even universities will kick you out of school. Mm-hmm. It will be very challenging to move forward, even as a waitress, once you've done porn. Which is why I always say I don't think anyone should get into the pornography industry until they're at least 25 years of age or older, because I think that they don't have the mental capacity to think long term. That is one of the last things that develops in your brain. Am I correct about this, Dr. Eddie? I mean, certainly for men. (laughs) Yeah, but it is long term consequences is one of the last things that develops in a adolescent's brain and that doesn't develop until around 24 or 25 when they can have those thoughts of like this is going to affect me because of x y and z in my future career my future life everything about your life will change not just careers the people that are willing to date you the people who are willing to allow you to meet your friend their friends anything like everything changes bully you out of the neighborhood absolutely yeah yeah. 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 Things, I don't know, things change so very dramatically when you step into this industry and you really have to be aware of it. Yeah. Which is why I think going in with a business <clears throat> mind for this industry more than any other is super important mm-hmm. because unfortunately, because of the way society sees us, our options are so, so limited yeah. once you film that first pornographic film. So let's tell them how we make money. Yeah. <laughs> Advertising. And yeah. at this point in the game, you guys, I hate to tell you, but for 
you are different because you are a contract star. But for me specifically, I feel when I go to work for um, companies, when I go to work for Naughty America or Team Ski or someone like that, that for me is just an advertisement. No, that's exactly how I feel. I get paid for it. That's the reason I chose to become contracted because I know as a contract girl, I'm going to be in what they call a top ad scene, Mm -hmm. which means that that scene is guaranteed to be cut into advertisements that will go onto tube sites Mm -hmm. and their site, which I can see an exact number like Mm -hmm. that ad pops. My sites do better that exact same day. It is an immediate correlation. Yeah. And I, don't tell browsers, but I do it for free because the ad money is so worthwhile. Yeah. It, is a, it is a blessing. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think that that porn per se is our our income. That is our number one income no. when it couldn't be further from the truth. It's probably one of my lowest incomes. If I'm being honest, uh-huh. I make money off of owning my own company, owning my own content, um, only fan sites. Um, there for a while. I mean, obviously it changes I have, through I everything. I have my own .com. I post on all the mm-hmm. clip sites. Of course, I use OnlyFans and a bunch of its competitors. Yep. I post on the tube sites strategically. Yep. You know, it's it'll, all. This is yeah. big business, though. It takes yeah. uh, a team of people to be able to navigate these yeah. multi-million dollar businesses. Well, absolutely. I yeah. started by overworking myself to the bone <laughs> <laughs> until I got enough money to yeah. hire more and more and more and more team members. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you have to because mm-hmm. it comes to a point where it's it's an overload of things whether it be hiring editors or hiring videographers or hiring you wouldn't whatever. expect any executive to run a multi-million dollar business by themselves right yeah. no exactly right. and a lot of people don't understand uh you know we're allowed to price things however we would like to price them when we <laughs> you know on our own sites and i decide what my value is you don't decide if you don't want to buy it that's fine move along but there are plenty of people who will pay those prices Absolutely. you know so um also, not to mention, do you have do you have a flashlight yet? I have a Doc Johnson. Okay, uh, stroker. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah Doc Johnson. I'm. Actually... I ha- have I monetized my holes? Yes, I have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's things. It's it's merchandise. It's our actual physical yeah, bodies. I have a clothing line. I have. We all do a lot of. I write. You have comedy. We all yes. have many, 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 many streams, streams of, of income. income. Yeah. yeah, and just being a social media person in general, I think. I had someone ask me recently. They're like, "Why do you? Why do you even do this TikTok?" And I was like, "Why do I do the TikTok? It's for the turnover. Hundred and ten. How do you make money on TikTok? Eyeballs. The yes. same way every company, every company wants your eyeballs. That's yes. why a lot of these sites don't even need. Like, mm-hmm. why does anyone post an ad on Pornhub? Because yeah. Pornhub has eyeballs. Yep. It's the most like it's the biggest thing you can own in 2023 Mm -hmm. whether it's tiktok instagram reddit you know i have i've been building email lists my entire career like they're invaluable and people think we don't make money on pornhub we actually do make money per like one of the only tube sites that (laughs) plays ball right they have id verification Mm -hmm. they pay us residuals we get paid every time someone watches any of our videos right um you Just know, like because I, you're watching it for free yeah. doesn't mean that it's not coming to us in some way, shape, right. or form. If there's an ad on Pornhub, <laughs> why like that money's going yes. somewhere, you know, yeah. to us and to them and to, right. Yeah. It trickles down, but we yeah. certainly still see a percentage of it. So uh, there are just so many 
different facets. And I think anyone should have multiple streams of income. I don't think it should just be, you know, one person. Well, I mean, it's dangerous to have I, only one stream it of is, income. Yes, because at any point in time that could end. And we've all seen sites come and go. I mean, there for a while, Snapchat was the big thing. And now oh, yeah. it's like yesterday's news, you know, I mean, oh, and a hundred other things. I mean, back in like, early 2000s having your own dot com was the golden mm -hmm, goose mm -hmm. you know it, it just changes all the time but that's just it it does change mm -hmm. and as business people we have to ebb and flow with what is changing and adapt to the, what's going on like i don't want to be on tiktok three times a day but i am you know like yeah. i am there because i'm trying to like catch new people who i wouldn't you know naturally see coming to a tube site or anything like that and actually i'm finding i'm getting a larger female audience from yeah. TikTok, which is very well, interesting. Well, TikTok is one of the few sites, unlike uh, Twitter and Instagram, that hasn't shadow banned us to the mm -hmm. point where, like, on Instagram, uh, the only people that are seeing my content are pretty much the people that already follow, follow me. Mm -hmm. So that's not as relevant. Mm -hmm. Where on TikTok, you can see in their analytics that 50% or m sometimes way, way more of the people viewing the content are people who may have never seen you, yep. and that's incredible. Would never valuable. run across you any yeah. other way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. No. How would like first, how would you define ethical porn? You know, because I was actually asked this question in an interview recently. And for me, ethical porn actually has nothing to do with the content depicted because mm. some people are like ethical porn is porn that shows women's pleasure. And I'm like, well, I don't like to see that when yeah. I watch porn. So I don't think that that defines ethical porn. I think it's more like buying ethical clothing. Yeah. You know, if you care. Yeah. enough to one pay for it so that you know you know what site it's coming from you know that ids were collected you know they had consensual practices right. you know you should be vetting your if you care yes you should be vetting your adult content like you vet your clothing or anything else mm -hmm. that you consume mm -hmm. you know at one point and even currently most of the tube sites are stolen content yeah or user uploaded content that not only doesn't have ids but it could be anything yeah it could be actual revenge porn it could be actual mm. grotesque material mm -hmm. so for the to the people that are just watching free porn i'd say be very careful yeah. if you care about the ethics because if anyone can upload anything, then you have no way of vetting if that's mm -hmm. ethical porn. Now, if you're going to OnlyFans mm -hmm. or if you're going to our sites or if you're going to Brazzers or Evil Angel or yeah. Kink or any of those porn sites Mainstream that have sites. to play by the rules, mm -hmm. then you know with confidence mm -hmm. that everyone consented, that there was a checklist, that IDs were collected. To me, mm -hmm. that's the hallmark of ethical yep. porn, not the content created. I could not agree more. I've been fighting that on TikTok as well lately is people being like, oh, how can you, you know, how can you glamorize this? How can you stand for this when, you know, people are not consenting? I was like, because that's not what I'm in. I'm not glamorizing rape. Right, exactly. I'm like, not Ew. I'm in consensual porn. That That is what I am. I am in porn where there is legal paperwork of thickness. I show yeah. up to set and I fill out gowns of paperwork telling yes. me everything. I check test. I go through a yes and a no list of things I'm comfortable with. I know what words I'm going to say, you know, before the, the well, time you know, starts. Like I think that our opposition, like the hashtag trafficking hub people, the evangelicals mm -hmm. are the reason that you're getting those questions because they have effectively in the public they, uh, eye conflated mm -hmm. 
sex trafficking, yes, kidnapping and rape to pornography. With the lead, those two things couldn't be further mm-hmm. apart, but because of their directly anti-porn agenda Mm -hmm. disguised Mm -hmm. as a let's save the children agenda which is disgusting Mm -hmm. in and of itself because the people they're weaponizing to make other humans dislike us Mm -hmm. are victims of crimes yes they're using i get so emotional actual victims pain and rape to forward a false agenda against legal consenting sex workers that mm. have nothing would have nothing and never no. have had anything to do with that realm mm-hmm. so like they say they're religious and upholding this moral standard when they're taking victims pain mm-hmm. and lying about it to shut down consenting i don't think there could be something more disgusting yeah, no. unethical unmoral like what happened to an internal moral compass? Mm-hmm. Like you might want to forward your religious preferences, but can we perhaps do that without using children's with pain and rape? Right. Just a suggestion. Yeah. With some rationale. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're asking. Yeah. 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 Like maybe don't gaslight the public with yeah. that. It's disgusting. Well, there's so much gaslighting of the public going on right now. But it, so... there's so much to the fact where yeah. regular people with good meaning, like the, I'm sure they mean well, they're mm-hmm. asking you, they're brave mm-hmm. enough to ask you this question. True. But the fact that they have been fed this lie mm-hmm. just shows you how incredibly effective that anti-porn campaign has been yeah and it's heartbreaking yeah it really is and not because it's going to hurt my pocketbook that's not it's not why it's devastating no, it's devastating it's... for so many other reasons no it's... in fact it won't hurt we're again we are privileged yeah, we're a billion dollar industry where it's but yeah. there's plenty of sex workers who are not privileged mm-hmm. and the less privilege you have in this sphere yep the more you are injured by those people's bullshit and, yeah and i don't think they can not only do i think they don't care but I think they're completely aware of it. Oh, 110%. Yeah. They know exactly what they are doing. Their purpose is to yeah, destroy. They know it statistically increases <laughs> yeah. violence against women. They know all of these things. Yeah. And they still move forward. It's disgusting. It is. No, I could not agree with you more. I could go on for a while about that also because I'm like, I don't even know if we need to put this in there, but I'm also super upset with the trans thing going on right now and like yeah. the whole religious thing. So I'm also like super oh, the heated whole, in that department. What, so. what like happened in like Florida? Uh, and, yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. like uh, taking away like drag queens reading to oh my children, God. like because that's the fucking problem, right? Like <laughs> a man in a dress reading a book is a problem. Yeah. Well, a man in a dress, right? A man in a dress, yeah, reading a book. yeah, is places, the problem. Sure. Yeah, even though the Pope wears a fucking dress, but you know, whatever. yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A pretty yeah. sparkly. Yeah. Guy with a very yeah. nice hat. Yeah. You mean his vestments? Yeah. Yeah. His sparkly costume? Yes. Yeah. And there's I think more designer, rapist I think the in the church. The person that designs than, it is yeah. actually yeah. He's a gay designer. I wish there was as be, much consent in religion so. as there was in porn. I wish that were mm-hmm. the case. I would love to see consent with religion. Can we yeah. start there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different. It is episode. financial freedom. I know, I know. I got, but well, because but, but you got really well, passionate, these I get really do passionate affect it people's financial freedom. It does, of I, that, yeah. that kind of is my overarching point. It 100%. might not affect the most privileged of mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. but it does affect us when they, when Bill Aikman reads some newspaper and decides that he's going to stop Mastercard and Visa processing from for adult, fans. you know, yeah. from from adult sites. Mm-hmm. It affects 
a lot of people. We might be blessed to have multiple streams of Mm -hmm. income, but not everybody is. Mm -hmm. So there is real financial pain to Mm -hmm. a lot of these things that people are doing. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, uh, that OnlyFans saying like that wasn't going to destroy me. I would have moved to another platform and I would have changed and I would have, you know, evolved. But you're right. That would have taken so many people completely out, especially after COVID. A lot of people didn't go back to work and they were like, oh, OnlyFans. Well, (laughs) a lot of people were using OnlyFans as a stopgap because their work was closed Mm -hmm. or their work was dangerous. Mm-hmm. or they were caring for an elderly relative or now their kids were home full time and they couldn't work like mm-hmm. it was an important income for a lot of people yeah but i do feel like because of only fans and it's um it's glory days being so thriving right now i feel like it is also shifting how people feel i hope so and general as a group about sexuality and about there's other celebrities that now have only fans that yeah. aren't Lots. only exclusively sexually based and yeah. all that kind of stuff for sure yeah yeah but also just and, and celebrities that do have sexual sexually only based. fans <laughs> mm-hmm. which i think it's like well we already like this person and now they're doing sex work so maybe we don't Hate sex work, yeah. Maybe I don't hate sex work now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we have a strange relationship with all of that, right? Because there's people that are quite famous and wealthy now that started by leaking videos or started with like that Mm -hmm. sex work adjacent work. Right, but I like the word you used, leaking, Mm -hmm. right? Because even those famous people had to because of society say that the tape was stolen or that the tape was leaked they would never put it out on their own fyi it couldn't stay on a real internet site for 10 seconds without paperwork Mm -hmm. i'll just let that stand there yeah that's what i tell people (laughs) i tell people this all the time and it really pisses me off especially about casting couches because Mm. people are so convinced that every casting couch is so real and i'm like it wouldn't be on the internet Well, the only real casting couches are those in mainstream, right? We parody. The fact that casting couch is a thing in porn is because it's a real thing that many of my friends have gone through in mainstream mainstream acting. acting. When we do a casting couch, everybody's consenting and paid. The power dynamic isn't present. In mainstream, that's not the case. (laughs) So true. And then it all came to light with the Weinstein thing. And the general world was like, what? And we're all like. Yeah. What did you think casting? <laughs> and they're like, you guys do casting couch. We're like, yeah, it's a parody of like, what? Real Hollywood. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they had to vet you by seeing if you could have sex? Everyone can have sex. <laughs> right. What are you even talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> can you imagine if someone was just like, I don't know how to have sex? Like, you don't well, need a casting that couch. That was my casting couch. So, and I'm still in porn nine years later. So, you don't really have to know. <laughs> you just learn as you go. <laughs> I I watched some of my first porns the other day, just scrolling through Pornhub, and I, I rolled upon one. Do you know that they had to dub my voice over because I wasn't talking or moaning for so much of it that they dubbed moans in? And as I was watching, I was like, that's not my mouth moving, but that's my moans. They dubbed me. They dubbed my that's voice. Funny. I was so bad. They had to dub well, my own. I used own to put my face mo- like this <laughs> in every photo for like two years. <laughs> so there's those pictures forever there. in the world yeah. oh you gotta learn <laughs> as you go it wasn't my best angle but i thought it was probably really good <laughs> oh the learning curve it is a learning curve also a lot of people think when you get into porn it's going to be like overnight success Mm-mm. and your instant money mine was not instant money in the slightest no, i don't not at all it's brand building though yes. you don't 
go on Instagram and have 12 million followers right. the next day. It's a slow, consistent. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love the word consistent because yep. that's one thing a lot of people don't have the consistency. It's a slow, consistent mm -hmm. grind. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what sets you and I. Yes, we've had luck and we've been filmed by the right. top companies and all that. But I think the reason we're so successful doesn't have anything to good anything to do with how good we are at sucking dick. Yeah. Right? No, hundred and ten percent. Knowing you, you are incredibly consistent. Yeah. You are incredibly motivated. Yeah. You don't drop the ball. You don't mm -hmm. check out for a month. Right. You know, and slowly over time we've made it up that hill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people skyrocket to the top right away. That's yeah. great for them. But I climbed it Same. slow. Yep. Slow, 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 slow climb for me. Yeah. yeah. But it also makes it feel really worth it now. Yeah. I think if I would have succeeded in the beginning, I might not have understood how hard of work it really was and what mm -hmm. I need to keep putting in every single day. Right. If you succeeded with minimal effort, mm -hmm. I, it would be harder to transition, yes. especially into being an actual independent business owner like you are now. Yes. Running your own company mm -hmm. with consistency and diligence. Yes. Because I even tell other girls this who are very, say, let's say, let's just use OnlyFans because everyone's on it. Yeah. You know, if you make a promise to your fans that you're going to provide X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. You have And to then provide. you stop providing it mm -hmm. here and there. You're, you're few mega fans, your white knights, they're mm -hmm. going to stick around for your woe is me story, mm -hmm. right? But for the most part, if my Netflix consistently kept going dead, I would unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, right. I think people's egos, maybe yeah. because I was such a slow roll, I don't yeah. have such a monstrous ego. Same. But I think some people's egos are so big that they think they can just do anything yeah. and provide or not provide anything and expect their fans to stick around. And I think... Mm -hmm. Again, I think that's why our sites are thriving, because if you make a promise, you keep that promise. And you deliver. You deliver yeah. what you say you're going to deliver every single time. And you make an amazing product yeah. every time. You, you put your well. energy into it. You put your heart into it. But is everything you do in life um, revolving around work? Mine is. I feel like mine is. I do. Do you not? Yeah, I really do. From the time everybody I'm at this table. I was going to say, from the time I wake up in the morning, I know I have a for sure plan in my head of exactly what I'm doing that day. And every day is how I build towards the next step. Yeah. There's a list every day of That's everything. That's probably why we're here talking. Though. 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's just like anything. If you put enough hard work in, you can succeed. We are very blessed and lucky to be where we are but it's not because we didn't try and I think the lesson at the end of this is you know multiple streams of income don't you know always be ready to bob and weave and go with the punches and put in the extra time that it takes to be successful you and, know? and if you are in the job of pornography treat it like any other job yes you know have a schedule for yourself go to work every day mm -hmm. you, you have to treat this like beyond a full-time job because I was a physical therapist and let me tell you working for somebody else nine to five yeah. couldn't be easier because yeah. when you're home you're home well even I'm like never we're never off I was gonna say talk about our vacations because <laughs> we go on vacation is work trip I have the best time yeah. first of all <laughs> right. this is not we me throwing do. shade on right. our amazing trips but, but they're work we trips. all work our asses off yeah there isn't a day that goes by where we aren't making content for mm -hmm. our people while we are vacationing and Correct. having our great time mm -hmm. but all while still recording it still making content still yep. shooting videos we're making 
custom videos TikTok, on YouTube, our time off. Yeah. Content, solos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything. The whole time. Yeah. We literally take hours. We're like, okay, everyone go disperse and then we'll meet back up uh, for lunch in three hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. It's work trips, yeah. you know? But they, we can also write it off on taxes. So, you know, there's <laughs> And a privilege to get to go with, like, your favoritest people. I agree. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like I'm being sent on this work trip. And right. I'm like, oh, my God, why do I have to go with so-and-so? Yeah. Like, we're picking yeah. the people. <laughs> I got to share a room with Sharon. We got to be oh, at breakfast God. at She'll 9. Till yeah. noon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we rent villas with personal chefs. <laughs> It's a little bit different vacation. Still up working at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, still up working at 6 a.m. though. That is that is accurate. And in bed by 10. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> because that's what it takes to run a successful business, though. Mm-hmm. Got to get your sleep. All right. Dr. Eddie, you are a successful business <laughs> man yourself. I'm working so. on the brand. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We got to build your brand up. The you, educational brand. You got to get that. It's a thing. I know, but we can't get you on social media. That's the problem. I, I, you know, we gotta advertise funny. you. I, you're kind of against. Here's the thing: you work in academia, and it's incredibly important, yeah. and the work that you do is incredibly important. Mm. But we live in this crazy social media culture, mm-hmm. and I've said this before. I always wonder if things like this, unfortunately, don't get your message, your healthcare messages, all of your different messages out to more of an audience yeah. than the articles you publish in respected journals. For sure. Mm-hmm. You and know? It's certainly a conversation happening in academia now, uh, but it's it's hard to make those transitions because mm-hmm. those relationships aren't established. And how a university mean what what is success to a university is those publications in those sure. journals. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters most of the time. But like why does a scientist publish in a journal if not to forward public knowledge right like the whole purpose of discovering something is to share that thing with the world well the the counter to that is uh, or the adjacent argument in that area is also that uh you're often talking to your peers in those journals right because those journals are behind paywalls for most people that don't have access to these this science these discoveries this stuff that's happening and so these kind of venues are all there are available yeah, but then what happens is someone who's not really an expert might get parts of that information and then sure. they're the ones with the social media expert and so people are getting this information not from the expert not mm. from you guys mm-hmm. where it should be coming from Agreed. directly to the public i would say that especially recently and i've had mentors that are much better at it uh, that have really made those transitions depending if you're working with ngos and doing all of that stuff so there is a transition where uh, that kind of applied work mm-hmm. within that arena is more valued and universities are taking note some universities in some instances are taking note that, oh, a podcast could be uh, could impact just as much as a journal, if not more. But you also more. have to have different conversations. Right. We've yeah. had many conversations here where we're we have to speak in a specific way so that it's understandable and it's not too jargony. Mm-hmm. Right. And science is very jargony. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like a fine line. And this has all been a learning experience for me of how to fine tune getting messages across to a variety of people when you're not just talking to a room full of doctors Mm -hmm. or a room full of public health people. I would argue that this podcast has probably gotten your message out to more people than some of your most prestigious articles. I agree. Mm -hmm. For sure. Which is crazy. 
It yeah. is it crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. This is a cultural commentary. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying this is how it yeah. should be, but here we are. It's yeah. certainly a, yeah. a piece of it. Mm -hmm. And so I, being able to do both, I think, is what matters. Mm -hmm. And so having those skills, but there's no place to, to learn both of those skills because it takes so long to learn to do the one doctor stuff mm -hmm. uh, that the social media stuff, you're often like, who has time for that? Because this yeah. does take quite a bit of all of our time. More time and, than anyone thinks. And don't you think, because I noticed this change in the profession, so when physical therapy went from bachelor's to master's and then master's to doctorate, I feel like it weeded out some of the most social, amazing physical therapists. So sure. I don't know how you feel about that, but having your you know, PhD plus, 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 right? <laughs> sometimes weeds out some of the people who, like you, have a great personality, can do public speaking, you know, very, very well. But you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I would say that, unfortunately, some of the most, the people with the most expertise might not also Sure, have it certainly attracts skill. a very specific kind of person right. in academia. And the, you know, it took me six plus years to finish my PhD, sure. two years for a master's. Yeah. Uh, so all of that is huge time and you're trained to work within that sphere mm -hmm. and it attracts a specific kind of person that's going to go into those it. areas or who, right? who could even get that far like i said i feel like a lot of the dpt students aren't necessarily as fun and sociable and boisterous mm -hmm. as it was when we mm -hmm. all had bachelor's degrees <laughs> and yeah. i don't know that that's good for the field unpopular opinion Agreed. especially as a therapist you're seeing multiple times a week you got to be likable. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I worked in physical therapy, yeah. so yeah, I I'm not always likable. So yeah, oh, we'll oh. leave it at that. Lies, <laughs> lies. But it is about having multiple streams of income for uh, definitely your yeah. profession definitely. as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. it yeah. does. Uh, but you also have limitations within how you can play in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. And so even in this area is not a common area. And it's certainly not something that universities are always excited about if right. you're dealing with sex work and, of course, and all of those types of yeah. issues as well. Because where I've had it's... mentors say, that might not be the right place to go if this is the That's path you're so following. That's so sad. So the, the biggest experts who could really provide amazing information, you're saying, are even being discouraged mm -hmm. from having this as a second income stream and... It's a very sensitive area. And so yeah. depending on what state your university's in, it's sure. going to, of course, be an issue and stuff like that's happening right now in Florida. Florida. Right. But does it also not kind of pigeonhole you then if you do? Because like think I think of like the doctor, um, the sex show doctor guy from back in the day, Dr. Drew. I think of someone like him and and now you do pigeonhole him into like a sex doctor, you know, Definitely. so mm. that kind of like puts you in like, well, you couldn't do neuroscience anymore. You've talked about sex, you know, so you're the sex doctor. Now. I certainly made a conscious decision when I was finishing my master's and most of my master's work was on STIs and sex work that and then go. when I did my PhD it was very different on like water and infrastructure and yeah all like structural violence and very different direction mm. on purpose even though I still publish when it comes to like HIV and STIs so I still do that as well but like you want a broader spectrum I wanted a broader spectrum because otherwise a lot of researchers become like, I'm an HIV researcher mm -hmm, and that's right. all I research, mm -hmm. right? And so sex work covers a pretty broad gamut. Yeah. Uh, and so there's not that many that deal with it mm -hmm. for these specific reasons. So yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate for everybody. I know, I know. Well, here, here we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're making a change. That's what we're doing. Changing yeah, the world one episode at a time. And that's why I'm the least paid person. In <laughs>
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna change that, Doctor Eddie. Right. We're, gonna, okay. we're gonna step it up. Um, all right, I feel pretty good about that episode. I feel like you guys learned some tips and tricks and trades of tips and tricks of our trade. That's what I meant mm. to say. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> all Financial right. myths. Finan- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how we make it all happen. Yeah. All right, Sheree, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sheree Deville XO, on Twitter at Sheree Deville, and uh, just Google me. That's it, folks. <laughs> and you will not be disappointed. I can promise you that. <laughs> Dr. Eddie, thank you so much, as always, for everything you do and for getting all the research on this show and for bringing up the most valuable points that we need to discuss. We appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Until next time, adios. Adios. <laughs>